0: Hey, it's Bartender Journey, episode number 61. This is Vince here. I'm in the studio with my good friend, Vano. What up? And uh, we talk about all things bartending on this show, whether it's um, how to be a great bartender, how to get into bartending if you're not doing it yet, and um, how to even management stuff and all that, all kinds of good information you can learn. And my dog makes a lot of noise during the show usually. Be quiet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was telling you about Recent stories at the bar, and uh, you wanted to hear more about that, right? Yeah, the uh, yeah the the jukebox story. We have, every other Saturday night we have a DJ, which which is great because he brings in a lot of people and everybody has a great time. The music is loud and it's a fun party, you know. But the other Saturday, you know. They don't want to uh, burn everybody out on the DJ thing, so they do it every other week. And uh, so then we have the jukebox, and you know it's a dollar a song. You know people start putting money in the jukebox, which is cool. But you know after they spend ten dollars, fifteen dollars, twenty dollars on the jukebox, they're kind of done. You know, <laughs> so so other people have to join in. You know, you know sometimes the uh, the owners will go over and they'll put some money in. But uh, she's kind of giving me the eye, like uh, maybe you should put some money in the jukebox. She, she didn't say that, but you know that was the implication you know I just was- gotta
1: stop you right there the owner is telling you as the bartender that yeah. more or less you should take the initiative and put your money out of the tip cup out of the tip cup <laughs> into the in jukebox yeah, yeah. I, I don't agree with that I'm Yeah, really
0: sorry yeah it's not really my responsibility on the other hand You know, I'm there making money and I want to keep the party going. I don't want the people to leave, you know, and I don't want the place to get quiet, you know, because, you know, the difference between, you know, when the bar is quiet and the music's pounding. Yep, yep. Big difference. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Very big difference.
1: We've always said it, the the music and the drinks is the head chemist of the event.
0: So I came up with this uh, idea the other day and I was like, you know what? I'll I'll take money, you know, I want to keep the party going, and uh, it does affect my income, you know, and people hanging out and partying, and the vibe of the place, so, uh, but what I, what I came up with is, you know what, I'll take some money out of my tip cup, and I'll give it to uh, somebody who's playing good music, and let them choose, you know, so, you know, it's my money, but I'm letting them choose, and they they have a good time doing it, you know, and uh, I think that worked out, worked out pretty well, you know.
1: Did you vocalize that to the owner?
0: Uh, they, she saw what was going on, I think. I don't know. Who knows? That too,
1: that's brilliant, man. So you take, so like you, and the guests see you giving money out yeah, of your tip Taking cup money right out of the cup. And you give it to them to put whatever music they want on. Yeah. That's brilliant, man. That's inner game shit right there, man.
0: Yeah. You know, it makes everybody feel good. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not imposing my musical taste on anybody else, too, you know, because you never know how people are going to react to what gets played, you yeah. know, and, uh, you know, let them do it. So, uh, brilliant move, my friend. And then it makes the, you know, then they go to the jukebox and they put my couple of singles in there and hopefully they'll pull some more out of their pocket and put some more in, you know, and just, wow. uh, keep the party going. It's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little trickier on the nights when there's no DJ there. I'll tell you on Saturday nights, <laughs> it's a little trickier to get things going.
1: I'm just, I'm visualizing that, you, you know, someone, you know, new comes to the bar and how awkward that is. And you're yeah. just making, you're just easing that worried like you're introducing them to people you're talking to them they're feeling comfortable they're drinking playing music they're getting to know these people right and you started all that yeah like you're like the you're like the kid in school where we talked about that (laughs) they're new to the school yeah and you're the one that introduces them to everyone you know like
0: that's great dude yeah it was fun it was fun and that you know they're exchanging phone numbers oh we gotta come back here you know next week maybe or whatever so it it worked out really good it was fun well you know what happened a couple twice last week and I'd never seen this happen before, but it happened twice on the same night. People, you know, if somebody has for, um, if I put a lemon in somebody's drink and they don't want it, they it happened twice. They threw it on the floor. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> 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 throw it on the floor? I, you know, I didn't say anything to them, but, uh, you know, is this a thing now where people throw the lemon on the floor if they don't want it? That's fucking bullshit. I gotta, you know. Can you imagine what
1: their house must look like? (laughs) (laughs) They just, you know, they think nothing of throwing it on the floor.
0: One of the one of the regulars comes in a lot, and he, um, you know, he he stays a long time. He can he can handle a lot of beers. And uh, we started talking about respect, and uh, he's like, uh, "People who use the the excuse of drinking to be an asshole, I can't stand people like that." You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, yeah. You're a bad drunk. Don't uh, don't use it as an excuse. You know, he says, you know me. I'm the same when I get here as when I leave, and he is. You know, so respect for the bar, respect for the bartender, respect for the other people in the bar. You know, but you run you run into this in the bar business. You know, you got to deal with all kinds of people.
1: Have we said it numerous times? Drinking is a privilege. Yeah. And the more I do this, I catch real quick if you're that type of person, and I just try to minimize the damage you're going to be doing. Yeah. You know, I'm just aware of it. There's certain traits that people have that are angry drunks. You know yeah. what I mean? They're just you know, and you, The more you do it, you can pick up on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Would you agree? Absolutely. Well, I got a story here about my, my dogs that were all over me today, if they would calm down. I had, I had the little one here at the vet recently, and they're making me wait You know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour past my appointment time, 40 minutes. And the whole time I'm listening to the, to the girls behind the desk, Gabbing about some guy that wanted to date her in high school, you know, t- eight years ago. I'm like, what the fuck? People don't know how to act, respons- professionally, you know, whether it's in a bar or any any situation. Like, her life think must about be about really
1: uh, amazing that she's reminiscing about yeah, I know. some dude that wanted her
0: eight years ago. But it's like, do you not have any idea how people are perceiving you? that are around you do you have no uh, concept of the your the environment you're in like you, you know and it applies to bartending and the restaurant business quite a bit you know you gotta act in a certain way when you're around people
1: i mean listen i i treat everyone and i know i've seen you work it's uh some people are high maintenance
0: mm-hmm. and
1: in the industry we're in you have to cater to that right you know, and it's the constant. Uh, you know, they need their their build me up buttercup, as we talk about constant <laughs> validation, and it's uh, it's tough. But it's um, it gets it can be tough sometimes. High maintenance as diff, difficult guest right. that is just you know making you uncomfortable. It's you know we worked all we worked. I mean, every bartender's that had to deal with that, and you you're walking on eggshells, and it's. You right. Get nervous, like they do this, right? But. Yeah,
0: but you gotta. And I have always said it on the show: you gotta stay in control of your bar. You know, you don't wanna, you don't wanna be in that situation. You want everybody to be happy, but you don't wanna lose control of your bar either. Where you're, you know, tiptoeing around and you know, trying to please everybody all at once, and then it's not really. You know what I mean? Sometimes you get in that situation, like I'm losing control of this, <laughs> and that's not cool. Shh, Quiet. There's a the dog again. Sorry about that.
1: It's tough. It's tough. As I get older, I get, I have more confident than I was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm doing, my intentions are good. I'm doing the best I can. Right. You know, I'm going to be professional and it, the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. That, really, that's the attitude I have now. You know, and people, I like, guess they get older. They, you know, if you know, if I'm confident in my ability as a bartender, mm-hmm. I'm confident in my ability as for customer service. Right. And that's what I, I, I go back to that. Mm-hmm. There's certain guests that will or that can like you know, they try, they're demanding, they yell at you, and you 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 got to deal with it. It's just the business we're in. And you try to you know, you're gonna have more people, I think, nicer, but it, you know that one bad person has a ripple effect that just like rocks your soul,
0: you know, it gets you off your game sometimes.
1: I was thinking of when I first started like looking for jobs, and uh, even when I was, you know, I had the nightclub experience, I this was pre-internet. Like when I took a break from that and, and I was still in school, college. This is pre-internet. I would take a a phone book mm-hmm. and go literally go through it and call bars and restaurants till I find a gig. All right. And I would find I would find a gig. And uh, there's were there were times where I, I even with my experience, I, I was I was either I was let go. It was a couple of times let go, and or I was not called back. And you know that's. Uh, that's tough, you know, it's, um, but I was thinking about when I, uh, you know, when I was looking for work
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, it was right after the nightclub, you, once you start bartending, you, you know, you, you want to get back into it, yeah. didn't you? When, you, when yeah. you're good at it and you, you made some money, you, you can always go back to it and um, I was thinking before the internet, what I would do is I would take like the phone book mm-hmm. and I would go through all the bars and restaurants in, in my area and I would call, mm-hmm. literally call, a lot of time and effort in just asking for work and, that's how I got my work. Uh-huh. And um, today, it's like, you know, for, to find a work, you just you, just go, on, you go on various websites and you yeah. look for people looking for work. But my approach is this, man. I'm still going to keep that pre-internet approach, meaning that I'm going to utilize whatever website's looking for workers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to apply for that. Yeah. But let me tell you something. I'm going to follow up with a phone call. Yeah. I'm going to do my research. I'm going to do, I might even do a visit. hmm because it's it's, you, it's me against you, you against me. It's competitive., yeah. And that's who's going to get the job. Because people, some people have a weird ritual when people submit applications for jobs. Mm-hmm. There could be like 40 applications, and it just could be they could just randomly picked people out of that pile. You Know what I'm saying? Like, I want yeah, to be memorable, yeah. especially if I'm hustling, I want to get yeah. that job.
0: Well, uh, FaceTime is so important, you yeah, know. If they, they could put a name to the face, then that's that's key because, like you say, you could have 40, 50 internet applications. I don't even know which is what, you know, what's what. Yeah, could be totally random who's gonna call,
1: and absolutely. And, I, and it's something I wanted to share, and you know, you can use it. And like I said, this is just my philosophy, you know, you can, you can it's not gospel, but. This is something that I learned in one of my first corporate gigs, and it, it's helped me get work, you know, especially when I got laid off after 10 years. It was a kind of a, a, a technique in interviewing, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's helped me tremendously. And you know me with it, acronyms, that's yeah. how I remember stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I, I call this acronym SPAR, like when you spar somebody in the yeah, ring. Sure. And it's S P A R, mm-hmm. and it goes as such the S stands for situation. The P stands for problem, the A stands for action, and the R stands for result. Hmm. So when someone will ask you a specific question, you answer in that format. Like if they ask you, like for example, describe a time, just say if this was not even a bartending job, this is like a job you want to get and it's very competitive out there. Right. So they'll ask you, describe a time where you had to meet a deadline and you had, you had a short amount of time. You would give a situation, you would give the problem that situation was causing you. You would give the action that you took, and then you would give the result. And I learned this when I was very young, and it I' kind of just like i locked it just it just sank with me. Hmm. and I used it, and it's just phenomenal. And if you listen, politicians answer in that format. Hmm. Lawyers will speak it like that. You know it's hmm. just it's that it's that process because a lot of times, even me before I knew this, you would be you were you would be asked a question and you would just start talking, and you would answer maybe a part the partial question, but in that in that format. I mean, this is just deep stuff. This is this could help you. Yeah. Land a job a bartending job, but yeah. it, it makes you really on point you, know, you give the situation you give the problem You give the action you give the results bar. I mm. mean the company had a different acronym yeah. I kind of made it my own right and I, I've used I've, I've been on interviews just to go off to, off, you know that non, non-bartending interviews where I, I've had like four people in the room two people on the phone Asking me all. Oh, describe a time when you failed. <laughs> That's a tough fucking question. <laughs> I hate that, and you you can't say I never failed. Yeah, but you got to be very careful how you answer that question. Yep, you dig, mm. and I use that, you know, and I I just you know, and you you kind of just you know keep that format, It's just something that I like to share. You know, I would like to help people. It's helped me, and it's something yeah. that you should you know consider. You may think it's I don't want to use it, but if it helps you, you know, yeah, it's good luck.
0: That's good. That's good. Yeah, interviews are a weird thing. I found it, maybe it comes from being a bartender. Being a good listener is the best thing, and. In a a situation like that, you know, I've found that a lot of the interviews I go on, the other person is talking like 70% of the time. (laughs) They're talking about them. And we talk about it right from the beginning, you know, um, how to win friends and influence people. People like to talk about themselves. And even in an interview, if you can get somebody talking about themselves, they're going to think you're a great guy because you're listening. You know, oh, we had a great conversation. And you not, be, you're not thinking, oh, I was talking about myself the whole yeah. time, <laughs> but, but hey, I really like this guy.
1: And you got to be careful because sometimes too much information is a bad thing. Mm. And that sometimes, uh, when at my first job, the interview process, it was like that where you did all the talking uh-huh. as the interviewee. Yeah. So the interviewer, yeah, the interviewer, like you're interviewing Inter- for the job, yeah. you would just do all the talking. And it was, they were making, they were grading you they would be checking like how you answer the question so they would not let you know the feedback mm-hmm. they would just like interesting and you have all these people and it was like it's just it was just interesting you know so you got to be very it's a, it's a fine line it's just you know you don't want to volunteer too much information yeah. you don't certainly don't want to lie no but you want to like you know pump up what you're good at you know sure. your achievements and all yeah. that yeah and and you know and this goes hand in hand with with the interviewing I mean, it's, it's a reality, but it's like getting rejected or fired. Mm-hmm. And then that's happened to me, you yeah. know? And it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, you put yourself in that situation and that, that's how we grow and you can, you just got to keep doing it, man. Yeah. Cause that's the problem. People, people don't want to, people don't want to put their ego on a chopping block.
0: Yeah. That's a good point.
1: I mean, it really is. I mean, it's I just, never really thought of it that way. You know, and it's being, that's bravery, man. I mean, it's just to to be, let me tell you, to be rejected like that, Mm -hmm. I I took it very hard. And I think everyone does. We internalize. And it's just like, you feel like a piece of shit. You feel like I'm the only, I can't believe I have. And it was, you know, and the reason why I had a problem was I was coming from a nightclub experience Mm -hmm. where I didn't have to bar back. Where I have to mop the floor. Yeah. Where I was making more money. Right. And I was, I kind of like was vocalizing this and people were like, I don't want this kid. Yeah. And it took me your time to, someone told me that. Like, they were like, you, you gotta, you come in that like, you're not a fit. You had yeah. a bad attitude. You're talking about what you did at the other bar. Yeah, it's true. And you know, it's, it's learning, you know? It's true. And I, you know, your setbacks, you know, whether bartending in life, you know, use it as fuel as a way to like, just cleanse yourself and... As the older I get, it's success in numbers. Like did this podcast, bro. hmm Personally, it's it took me 45 shows just about for me to find my my rhythm.
0: Mm-hmm. Personally. Right.
1: You know, because I'm taking it serious. I, I do, I do uh, I do my research, you know, to, to find to, to find my voice. And I think yeah. in life, you gotta, you know, you gotta find your voice, you gotta find your your charisma. You gotta work on your delivery, you know, you gotta sell yourself. And it starts from the inside. You have to believe in yourself because yeah. if you don't believe in yourself, man, good fucking luck in yeah. life because there's going to be more people that are just going to put you down. You got to really go in there. And like I said, if, if you're going to a place and you're getting let go, if you told me that, I'd buy you a drink because that's that's bravery. That's like, you know, you, that's stepping up and that's that's successes and numbers, successes and numbers. You got to go and you got to keep at it, man. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. And, you know, it's even with with, like I talk about the inner game, man. I, And it sounds like I'm bragging, but I'm just I'm being honest with you guys. I kind of reached a point where I can meet a stranger, and I can make them feel like they know me their whole life. Mm. I I really, and I'm coming with good intentions. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not selling wolf tickets, as the great Nick Diaz would say. You know what I'm saying? Uh I'm I'm really coming with good intentions, and and I I I want to make like what you did to that guest that was new in that bar, that couple. You introduced them to another couple. They exchanged numbers. The regulars saw that you validate. That is, that's priceless shit as a bartender. I mean, Mm. and to me, whatever. go on and on about this shit. (laughs) It's the countless unseen details in your craft Mm. that make you great. You know what I mean? Like when people think you're great and how do I become a bartender? Like I talked about it. Like they, you know, they weren't there when I sucked.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I just didn't
1: wake up one day and, controlling a crowd and like you know you know like Jim Morrison you know like, ah, you're great you know when I was fucking getting booed and all that I just kept at it man yeah. I read a book one time about how to make it in an acting and they talked about rhino skin mm-hmm. that you gotta have thick yeah. rhino skin
0: and, yeah in that business especially you know and, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know what happened last week at the bar this uh this guy he used to own another bar down the road and he sold it I hadn't met him before but I heard about him and um he came in and he said, hi, hi, it's nice to meet you. I heard great things about you. I was like, wow, that's cool, man. That's great. <laughs> that's cool. That's great, man. You know, words, uh, words getting around the the neighborhood. So That's yeah.
1: happened to me, like with, uh, with the, you know, being in the catering business. I, I work at, you know, I'm basically a contract worker. I work at three different uh, catering halls. But there's times I've run into people that remember me, Mm -hmm. and they'll come up to me and they're like, "Yeah, Yeah. you you did my wedding, or I was a guest that wedding. I remember you. You were great." Let me tell you, there ain't (laughs) nothing better than that, man. You want to get a smile on your face, man? That shit will that shit will pump me up for like three days. That's like a that's like an instant inspiration for me, man. To hear that.
0: Yep. Yep. And it's cool. And
1: it's always a, it's it's weird. It's it's always at the perfect timing. Like I'll be having a bad week and I'll have like some random person mm-hmm. see me <laughs> and to like remember me and shit. So
0: Yeah. Oh, talking about um this podcast and how it's you know it took you a long time to get comfortable and um but just how much it's helped us, you know, I I, I keep thinking about that. I'm so much more observant now when I go to a bar and to, to, to try to pick up small little tips that I can use myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, just that couple hours I spent at employees only that first time I went there. Man, I, I told you about this before, but, uh, you know, ever since now somebody comes into the bar, first thing I do, throw a coaster in front mm-hmm. of them. Hi, how are you? Look them in the eye. That's right. Big smile. And – uh you know, I'm trying to make them feel welcome, because that's how I felt when I went in there, man. I mean, I just felt so well. I'd never been in there before. I felt so welcome. And, you know, like I said, I was like a little, uh, my friend was late, and I didn't know when he was coming, and blah, blah, blah. And I, like, he just, I didn't order a drink right away. He just Gave me that glass of water, like without even asking. It was the coolest fucking thing. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> And I, you know, like I just try to, I try to be like him. Yeah, he was like the best fucking bartender I ever met. <laughs> no, that's great.
1: <laughs> see, indirectly, see, that's how crazy it is what you did to that guest that came to your yeah. bar that was new. Yeah, that's what you did. You know what I mean? Yeah. you made that's you made them feel comfortable and. Look look what happened, the outcome.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, they and just it's good
0: too, because it takes a little pressure off you. That guy that guy was there alone, you know. Yeah. So like I had to keep conversation going with him while I was trying to serve other people and everything. But I was like, hey, have you met Charlie? Now, That's now they delegation can talk. As a <laughs> right. Like you now delegated. they can talk. I don't have to I don't have to keep the conversation going myself here. Yeah. <laughs> it frees me up to to take care of other people. <laughs> All right. The show you just listened to, we pre-recorded last week. Vano's out in Las Vegas at the nightclub and bar show. So next week we plan to do a uh, wrap-up of the show. We're going to hear about Vano's experiences out there. And I can't wait to hear it. I've been talking to him on the phone and texting him and all kinds of things. And uh, he's having a hell of a time out there. So uh, I can't wait to hear about it in more detail. And that's what's going to be on the show next week. So cheers. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can get a hold of me at vince.bartender at gmail.com or on Twitter at barkeeptips. Tips. And uh, again, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.